When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have a very interesting topic today, which uh, is based on an article written by my guest today. The title is, Is Your Industry Eating Itself? So what's happening around in the business environment all across us, across the globe? There's a lot of technology play. The technology is growing at a rate faster than ever. And you never know, it may further accelerate from here onwards. The global boundaries of reaching out to the workforce, reaching out to customers, reaching out to supply chain has kind of diminished. You can do what you want to do sitting anywhere. You can upload your work in Western Hemisphere and somebody in Upwork picks it up in the Eastern Hemisphere and without two of you talking, work gets done. So all the things around us are changing dramatically fast. Technology is in the play. Globalization has taken place and it, it, it wobbled in between, but straight still, the trade goes on. The partners may be changing. The definition is still may remain same, but the way it gets done is either maintaining or finding new ways of doing it. Somebody sitting in a small town in any part of Asia can launch a business and can rattle an established business even in a Western Hemisphere. Similarly, a Western Hemisphere company, big or large, can easily go into any part of the world. A housewife in Kenya can run her business, reach out to global customers sitting in her home. So amongst these features of the change happening around us, where the global connectivity is immense, technology has made things accessible to, to everything, technology has enabled productivity, it has increased the speed of anything what you can do, and it has connected the whole world. Now in such a situation, there are only two options you're left with. Either your industry is eating itself and reinventing it. When I say eating itself, as is mentioned by my uh, guest today in his article, is your industry eating itself, is all about reinvention. That either you are reinventing yourself or somebody else is going to take over you and would be doing things better, faster, and cheaper than you. As we have all seen, the masters of the subject, masters of certain industries have lost out totally to newcomers who are not even from the industry and have no industry knowledge also. I don't need to repeat the examples of Airbnbs and, and, and many other such things. So I have with me today to discuss about is your industry eating yourself? Are you reinventing enough to survive in this cool world? Mr. Gaurav Rastogi, 
Gaurav Rastogi is founder of Future of Work startup DoLoopDigital.com, which he started after a long career in driving sales transformation at an 8 billion software services company. He is the author of two business books and is working on a news newsletter focused on personal reinvention. He believes that the future is about continuous reinvention, that the future of work will have distributed workforces shared with other companies as employees will mix work and learning in quick cycles. Computers were once people too, he says, and believes that much of what we currently dislike about work, its repetitiveness, a lack of satisfaction will be done by computers and AI, artificial intelligence. There is another side to Gaurav that makes him interesting. He's also Ekrath Ek, sorry, Ekras Gorak, his spiritual name, and he is the founder of a nonprofit Living Deeply Foundation that promotes healthy living through meditation and yoga. Videos of his talks can be found online at livingdeeply.yoga. Welcome, Gaurav. Hi, Mahesh. Good to um, be back here. Yeah, I read your article, great interesting article, Your Industry is Eating Itself. Very fascinating. I was intrigued. Uh, can you share with our listeners today what it is about? See, um, if you look at every industry, this is 2020, every industry is in turmoil. You look at banking, and every bank wants to be a fintech. You look at hotels, and a complete non-hotel entity like Oyo Rooms is now emerging as a big um, uh, player. Hotels want to be in the hotel tech business. Airbnb and so on. You look at uh, farming and farming is looking at technology. You look at exercise and exercise equipment companies want to be in the fitness tech industry. What's happening is every industry has is being forced to remake itself. And that's the interesting part that your industry, whatever industry you're in, is eating itself, hopefully. And your job is in danger if you're employed in this industry because your industry is eating itself in order to remake itself. And frankly, you should celebrate that as great news. Now, I'll give you an example, a metaphor to think about, Mahesh, as, as you're looking at uh, uh, this thought process. In many ancient cultures, this isn't limited to Middle Eastern or European or Eastern cultures. It's prevalent in many cultures. There is a very famous, very ancient image of a snake eating its own tail. It's called uh, the Ouroboros, and which is which means literally tail eater, and the image is really that of an infinity loop, if you can imagine this, with one of uh, the, the head of the snake biting its own tail in an infinity shape or in a circular shape, depending on what culture you're in. That snake is eating itself. And this is a powerful symbol of the cycle of life, death and rebirth. So you could say the old snake is dead, long live the new snake. And in that sense, 
every industry is busy making large investments into becoming hyphen tech. We talked about retail tech, for example. You know, every retailer wants to be an e-commerce or retail tech company, hotel tech, auto tech. You look at how Tesla's valuation far overshadows the major automakers' valuation. Everyone is... Tesla was not an automaker who created the concept. Yeah, very true. And so everyone's trying to become a hyphen tech in some way. So just this week, it was not even long back, Visa, which is a credit card giant, a financial services and credit card giant, they paid $5.3 billion to buy a startup called Pled with the intention of expanding into fintech and notice. And I'm going to underscore this, this thing and accelerate their movement outside of cards. You see what's going on. Everyone is trying to remake themselves. You look at every major industry and you look at the top three players and they're already presenting themselves as hyphen tech companies. You look at uh, what Lloyd Blankfein, the Goldman Sachs CEO said. He said in 2017, we are a technology firm. We are a platform. And so jokingly, you might say, uh, there's a famous, you might remember uh, JFK speech in Berlin where he, he said, 2,000 years ago, the proudest boast was Kivis Romanus Sum, which means I am a Roman citizen. Uh, and, and of course, the famous part of JFK's speech was that he said, Ich bin ein Berliner, which is I am also a Berliner. I am a resident of the city of Berlin. Today in the world of business, you might make the proudest boast of any company CEO to be Ich bin ein Technology which is bad German, by the way, same as uh, JFK, but all we're saying is every company wants to say that they're a technology firm. That's what's going on in the world around us. You're right, I'm saying if we go all around us, the the more successful players in almost um, uh, less than a decade, you see, are not from the industry. And they do not even own the domain knowledge. It is mostly purely technology-driven. Right. Uh, they, they are not... Uh, you see, it used to be if you're a 150-year-old bank, then you bring 150 years of tradition and knowledge to bear, and that's why you're successful. Networks, tradition, knowledge. And now that that length of time of being around can often be a disadvantage to those banks. And, and now a new startup. Every you look at all the all the tech companies, Apple, Google, they're all creating products right now that are trying to take away uh, mobile wallet, everyone's wallet, for example. So now banks are having to compete with tech companies that know nothing about banking, that have no, none of that 50, 150 years of traditional knowledge, but they have a strong grasp of technology and. They have deep relationships with their user base, which they can use to cross-sell technology, uh, financial products. So, right, because somebody said that the banks cannot become a technology company, but for technology companies, it's very easy to become banks. Because yeah, the but, platform is technology now. 
But why is that the case? It's because it's not because technology companies are really good. They are really good. But it's because the older companies are refusing to let go of what they knew and get on with the project of learning new stuff, becoming a fintech in the most um, gen, uh, most generic manner. And that's why Visa bought Plaid, for example. Some things you can't learn fast enough, you have to buy. Very true. And plus, you know, beyond this, what I'm seeing, the geographical boundaries of technology are not there at all. You can be anywhere in the world and do anything what you want to do using the technology. The great example is what you said, Oyo. Oh, yeah. Oyo is sitting somewhere, started now, it's global. Yeah, a young man out of India with no hotel experience uh, uh, is now suddenly looking at a large footprint globally. It's quite incredible. Yeah, that, that's very true. And uh, to be very frank, the, the latest news is anywhere you hear, if you can judge a company by the market evaluation listed in stock market, most of the conventional companies are nowhere close to the valuation of the new companies, which are 100% almost uh, technology-driven. Yeah. There's nothing it's, it's, of domain knowledge on it. They are uh, just using technology to get people together or to make the business happen. Yeah, the value of accumulated wisdom in an industry is lower than the value of your ability to change and adapt to the changes in technology. And that's what I want to talk about in the next segment. Okay, okay, wonderful. So basically what we are seeing, just to summarize in this segment is, if you're not eating yourself, which is you're not reinventing yourself, somebody is reinventing faster than you, either in your industry or somebody outside the industry is looking to disrupt you in a big way and it will come from almost nowhere because now the technology is driving it second the geographical boundaries of technology are unknown they can go across anywhere so if you thought you were owning a territory it's a misnomer now anybody can come from anywhere and disrupt you it's an incredible time to be in business yeah so uh, what what i think is most of the industries, the large players, will have the max amount of inertia to change it. Banks could be one example, unless they become suddenly a high end of technology players, which is not that easy. When mm. other brick and mortar companies, for them to transfer fast enough, but it will still not be fast enough as compared to a new entrant who is building on a very efficient technology base and can aggregate multiple players to match it. So we will uh, talk about it in the next segment. All Let's right. take a short break. Sure. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And I have with me Gaurav Rastogi. We are having a very fascinating discussion on uh, how companies should or must reinvent itself. Uh, Gaurav, uh, picking up from our first segment, my next question to you where I want you to share with our listeners, if a company is inventing or not inventing, in any case, how does it impact an employee? How does it impact his own career? How can he work on developing himself? Yeah, you know, many times when you're undergoing change, it seems that the company is going into a path of self-destruction. And usually that's a sign of trouble and you should get the, you know, get away from your company and your industry if it's self-destroying. That uh, Those are the usual rules, but they don't apply now in these circumstances. As someone committed to your career and your industry, you should worry if you don't if it doesn't look like that your company is trying to bite its own tail with investments into technology and taking business risks so previously you would be concerned if the company is making strange business choices but now watch yeah or like changing exactly too much. yeah or changing too fast right mm-hmm. now you should worry if it's not happening that way, if your company is not investing into eating itself fast enough, then you can be sure that a pure technology company or a high fund tech company will have your company as a snack. And as a memory a refresher, I'd say bye-bye Blockbuster, bye-bye Kodak, bye-bye Nokia, bye-bye Whole Foods, bye-bye to insert your company name here. Everyone who doesn't change and reinvent and remake itself, every one of those companies will find trouble calling sooner or later. And all all of them were big names. They were not like small companies. These are huge names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, number ones in their industry at one time, and they had no reason to be concerned. But now they're all gone. Way true. 
And I think people got, I mean, companies got the message. This, you know, they were slower to respond earlier, but now every industry is in, is trying to remake itself. But if you happen to be in a company that isn't investing into technology or taking business risks to try things out, then you should be worried because uh, that's that's the situation. Now, this cycle is running through for a few years, and in a few years, this cycle will be complete. The technology side of your business will become the dominant force of your industry, and you will drop the hyphen tech. So, for example, there are fintechs now. You will not call them fintechs anymore because every company will be that way. You simply call them finance companies. Same with hotel tech and taxi tech and food tech and every other hyphen tech variant there is. Eventually, this cycle will run out and technology will become the centerpiece of that industry and things will become stabilized. However, this is an interesting uh, change that every industry is facing, and each one of us should be concerned about this. See, what's happening is it's not just that we've transformed from A to B. We have now transformed by taking in huge investments into technology. And this rapid ingestion of technology has very serious consequences for those employed within. Why? Because digital technology cycles run much faster than traditional industrial cycles. Michelle, I'll give you an example. I live in California, and every year California uh, has been having massive forest fires. They discovered, and a very interesting series of articles came out in the Wall Street Journal, that one of the big reasons why North California has fires is the utility in the Northern California region still uses century-old electrical electricity transmission lines to bring power to cities in the North uh, Northern California region. Century-old technology. So if you are in the electrical transmission business and you learned something 100 years ago, your knowledge is probably good for even now. The industry hasn't changed in 100 years, which is how many human generations. But just this very month, this very month, Microsoft sent out a, a message that they will no longer support Windows 7, which was launched a mere 11 years ago, and a one-third of their overall users for Windows 7 are still on Windows 7. They haven't upgraded, and they will re stop receiving support. In 11 years, they launched a new product, and now they have completely got rid of that, not supporting that product. They've run a full cycle in 11 years. That isn't just happening to technology. It's not just your old iPhone you have to throw away. This applies to each one of us, Mahesh, because technology refresh cycles, they drive drive a very high rate of technology obsolescence, right. which means technical obsolescence is when your old, old iPhone is no longer receiving the new operating system and it's off support and you have to throw it away. Right? Very true. And we're going to be that that old iPhone. We're going to be that old you know, Windows machine 7. We are going to be that old hardware which has refused to keep keep current and now needs to be gotten rid of. Yeah, and then you become redundant. So basically what you're conveying is if the, the companies are reinventing or not, if you don't reinvent yourself to the current environment, um, 
you may be redundant. It is not the key to success. It is rather key to survival now. That how quickly you can reinvent. As in one of the earlier programs, you had you had mentioned that the success of uh, the human worker in the future of work would be how quickly you can unlearn, learn, and relearn and continue the cycle. Absolutely. How you remake yourself, and like we talked about in the previous segment, like the Ouroboros with the the snake that eat that's eating its own tail. We have to learn to eat our own tail. We have to learn to reinvent and remake ourselves. This isn't just about going to a new technology uh, course. This isn't learning the latest version of whatever technologies are out there. That's not it. Our entire life story we're going to have to remake every five, seven, ten years. Yeah. A good majority of jobs will have an expiry date, mm-hmm. where previously you entered and for a 30-year career, you could be trained as an engineer, graduate uh, trainee, and you could last your entire career with pretty much the same knowledge. Now, maybe five years, if not if not lesser, every function. This isn't just mainline production or anything. Customer-facing functions in sales tech internal employee-facing functions like HR with HR tech, all of these functions are not immune to technology pressures. If you aren't learning, you aren't earning in this in this modern uh, environment. That's going to be the challenge for each one of us. How do we remake ourselves? How do we keep current? And how do we keep retelling our story in new and interesting ways? That, that's very well said. Uh, uh, I wanted to share one observation with you that one is the conscious learning and relearning that can happen and you can be abreast with the technology if you're making effort but as you gave a good example of the old iPhone the technology is subtly changing the behavior also knowingly or unknowingly simple things like earlier we used to enjoy going after buying a car and doing everything and now you see not because you don't want to enjoy a car ride or you want to have a nice car, just because of the parking issues with the cars at the location where you ought to go, a lot of people would call an Uber or yes. any other such service. Just because of the convenience and affordability, they may rely on the technology because then you do not have to go find your car and you can where you're parked and then going to another location where to search for parking, it has created a convenience which has subtly changed the behavior. Now, basis that, what has happened? It may impact the conventional car industry. The people may not uh, try to buy it. Rather, they will use that as a service and which is happening pretty fast. Even a lot of car owners nowadays, they prefer to use the technology platform to get a ride instead of owning an asset. Although they yes. may have an asset, they may not use it. That is correct. That And that's on the consumer side, we're seeing that very aggressively. And we'll see the same inside companies on the corporate side as well. Um, I have an interesting story to tell you in the next segment, uh, when, as you talked about how uh, our, we have to remake our own jobs. I have a fun story to tell you. Yeah, oh, that'll be very interesting. But um, uh, as you rightly said in this segment earlier also, that you don't want to become an obsolete iPhone or any of those smartphones <laughs> because things are changing so fast. It is it is a hardware changing. It is the software changing. So basically, it is you got to change uh, the learnings 
and you have to immediately be abreast with the rate of change of the technology happening in the marketplace that can make you uh, literally obsolete but on the hardware side also the acceptability in your mind and body how do you align with it it could be your yes. organization yes organization have their inertia or lack of inertia or uh, uh, lack of speed but an individual also has to react in a very different way to remain relevant in a society where everything around you is changing and uh, uh, some of them are changing beyond your horizon of vision you can't see it where it will come from the obviousness of some of the changes which people used to catch earlier are now no more available it could come from any corner as you are giving example of a small city boy starting an oyo uh, somewhere in a small town in india now you can find where i live in houston and many other yeah. big cities and 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 reaching out there without owning an asset just owning a platform and leveraging the technology that's the phenomenal part of technology which is not only uh, impacting the businesses and and not only in a region at the global scale anywhere and also the the human lives so we will continue our discussions after a short break we'll take a quick short break here the boardroom to you voice america business network for the past two years global business with mahesh joshi has been a top rated program on the voice america business channel now with its popularity growing he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy to read book from oxford university press one of the top publishers in the world place your order for the book global business at mkjgb.com act now and as a special offer you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author mahesh joshi order today at mkjgb.com are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And uh, we are in discussions with uh, Gaurav Rastogi talking about is your company eating itself basically are you reinventing fast enough Gaurav uh, very interesting discussion first two sessions 
Now, where do you think going from here? How is the nature of what we do will change to what we will be doing in future? Yeah, you know, that's interesting. So you remember back in the day, way back in the 80s and 70s in India, um, in every escalator, in every elevator or lift, there'd be a lift person who would press buttons for you. And now no one has it because no one needs it. You don't need a button. You need you don't need a person sitting inside an elevator or a car to press a button for you. You can do that yourself. Thank you very much. Uh, and so some jobs don't need to exist. But the other flip side of that is almost every job will the nature of that job will change dramatically because of this infusion of technology. So what we've established so far is every industry is changing because of a rapid ingestion of technology. This ingestion of technology will alter almost every job in that company and that industry. So consider chili farming, chili as in the chili peppers. It's a fun story that I came across a few weeks ago. Now, chili farming is hard work when done by hand. And the reduced supply of willing farm workers is driving farmers out of business. Why? Because this is really backbreaking and finger-burning work. It's life-draining because you have to bend, up, bend down and pluck the chili pepper and it'll obviously sting your fingers because it's chili. So... And so people don't want to work on that anymore. So over the decades, farm hands have been turning away from this business, which means farmers have had to cut back on chili pepper farming. They can't get enough people to harvest the chilies. So then what's the point? Now, now interestingly, as the farming business starts adopting uh, automation and robot technology, you're going to have to think about chili tech in the form of a mechanical harvester. So they're inventing, uh, you know, they're, across the world, there's several places where they're trying to figure out a new mechanical harvester for chilies. But there's a catch. See, a harvester's job, like you, you, you can imagine what's happening, is to take the plant up and then to beat it or somehow shake the product out of the, the plant or the tree. So the apples might fall down into a bag and so on. So that's how you harvest mechanically. That's great until you come to chilies. Now the problem with chili peppers is uh, that if you shake it too wildly, they'll break and somehow damage the product. Right. So you, you can't harvest it using, using pro technology made for any other product. That's one thing. So you're going to have to invent a mechanical harvester for chilies. But that's not the point of my story. The interesting thing is that you're going to have to evolve a new breed, co-evolve a new breed of chili pepper that's well suited for mechanical harvesting. That's the interesting part in the story, which is ah. it's not just changing, adding technology to the business. It's changing the nature of the crop itself. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So now when you consume a hand uh, you know, harvested chili pepper, you could be sure in five years from now, a hand harvested chili pepper will taste different from a mechanically harvested chili pepper. And there are no prizes for getting which one you're going to guessing, which one you're going to get more of and, and which one will be more expensive. You're going to get more of these mechanically harvested 
different taste in chili peppers. I don't know if they'll be better or worse, but they will be different from the hand-harvested chili peppers. That's amazing. So basically, they are they are modifying the product itself to make it easy to manage. Exactly. You're going to co-evolve with the technology. It's not just that you add technology into a business and everything works. Mm-hmm. It's the same with your job and my job and every other job. It isn't that we're doing the same things we were doing five years ago, but with technology. It's that the addition of this technology eliminates some jobs, some parts of my job, and changes the nature of a majority of other parts of my job. And that is new learning. This isn't old stuff. This isn't, look, I know the theory of my work and I've just learned it once and for all. I'm going to have to relearn the movement in my work, the motions of my project all the time. I'll give you another example. Work was nine to five for a majority of, you know, the the last uh, hundred years, right? Nine to five plus minus a few hours. The point is it had defined boundaries of starting and ending. But with the addition of, of computers, with the addition of cell phones, with the addition of smartphones, with the addition of cloud-based infrastructure, now everything is pervasive and 24-7, and hardly any industry exists where people, except maybe in France, where people don't have access to work outside of working hours. And hardly any industry exists where the expectation is not that you will not look at uh, email or, or you know, work-related transactions outside working hours. So it's changing the nature of work. That is very true, very well said, because now you are almost connected with work anywhere and all the time. There's, yes. no, there's no excuse of not being connected and not knowing it. There's, not, there's no place for ignorance or you cannot avoid anything because it has become a part of our daily life. Exactly. Yes. Far more pervasive than it used to be. There used to be very tight boundaries between work and not work. Not anymore. And now with Slack and instant communication in the workplace, it's the expectation is that somebody will put a message out and, and you're supposed to be active and you're supposed to respond. It's crazy how this is happening. It's changing the nature of work and it's forcing us to reconsider our lifestyles as well. Yeah, that is a major impact. And if you look at the business, I'm just starting from a letter to 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 the various modes of communication, uh, which were like maybe a telex or a telegram or a book phone call to faxes to emails. Everything has become instant. There is an instant access. So not only the human mind or the human being which have gone through this transition in the last two to three decades, they have to adapt to it. Uh, actually, uh, they have been literally, uh, there's no other choice. There's the only way. So you have to train your brain to accept that and, and respond to that in the same manner. And as anyone who's a coffee aficionado will tell you that to to move from a pour-over, you know, uh, ritual-based coffee to instant coffee and move from you know, involved coffee making to instant coffee isn't always a great move. You lose a lot of the taste, you lose a lot of the flavor, right. but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Probably you're right on that. So basically what, what it means 
for businesses and individuals who are part of the business that the rate of invention or intervention of technology is so hard and so fast that either you adapt to it or the technology itself is impacting your habits, your behaviors that you don't realize when you get used to it. So some yes. of the technologies are coming in your life which are changing your habits and behaviors subtly uh, whether you resist it or not but it is changing your behavior. And yes. others are, they are so disruptive, you hate it, but you have no other way out. You you cannot be effective by writing a letter and mailing it when you can send an email and get an instant acknowledgement whether it has been received or not. Well, there it can be yes or no, somebody has to respond, but you can always find whether he has read or not. Even that kind of uh, technology intervention has happened. And similarly, in the messaging, if you're doing tech, you can see whether the other guy is read or not. What yes. can what can go beyond that? So that is creating a new habit, relying on technology that you have to respond. There's no other way left. Yeah, and so that's forcing a, a lot of co-evolution of the nature of work itself. And that is what I wanted to highlight in this segment, which is that technology isn't just allowing us to work faster, longer, 24-7 and all that. It's also changing the nature of work. And I'm afraid most companies are not investing enough time and attention to this, which is how is the nature of work co-evolving with this rapid ingestion of technology? Ah, and that's very true. Because if you, if, if you don't do it, then probably again, you'll be redundant or you'll be obsolete. Because yes. some people are going so fast and say it's not uh, um, um, very recently, or, or it was actually very recently, not long time ago, when the advent of technology into, as you uh, mentioned in the finance industry, the fintech, the bitcoins, uh, bitcoins are a hated word. Yeah, yeah, for now. Yeah, and, and now you see the, those those fintech companies are getting to the forefront, which are uh, now probably in in, a, in in some period of time, it will be the norm of the day. Yeah, you know, and the interesting part of this high fintech thing is, is now that you bring it up, is that many times they're solving problems that the traditional incumbents didn't know existed. They're solving problems that the incumbents didn't know needed to be solved. And that's the fun part, which is these problems. For example, you look at taxis, right? The old yellow taxi business had been around forever. And no one thought that anything needed to change. You know, you're at the station, you get a taxi, you get to your place, you pay. What is the need for innovation? And in comes, you know, technology-based taxis. You know what I'm talking about. Right. And suddenly... They're solving a problem that no one thought was a problem, which is I don't want to have to guess where the driver is. I don't want to pay the guy by hand. Why can't all this be seamless? So suddenly, new classes of problems are being solved by these technology players. And that's changing the game so dramatically. So your work is co-evolving. The nature of problems that you're solving is co-evolving. You know, it's forcing you to see things in a very different way in every industry. That's the fun part. That's very true because uh, uh, the, the technology is allowed. In the simple example like what you gave for taxis, it has taken out the uncertainty. 
you have multiple yeah. choice you don't have to go to one place and just get one you can go into a technology platform you can find how many are close to you and who's coming to meet you first where is he or she and what's the time duration when it will be there so basically it is making your businesses or the way you're approaching it more efficient so basically yes. the, the the changes which are happening because of technology are for betterment because they are putting more efficiency efficiency into the system they make it more comfortable uh, for people to perform and they're making it more predictable yes you yes know? and and so so coming back to the personal careers what will change uh, technology will force a, a a need to relocate to different kinds of work because of automation it will force a reconsidering of uh, how you're approaching learning and relearning and it will force you to think about how your work will co-evolve with technology another article that i saw in the wall street journal lately was interestingly that executive assistants Uh, there has been a 40% decline in the number of executive assistants over the next couple of decades like previous couple of decades so major decline but frankly think about it you know how many places are do you see where there is you know one two or several executive assistants working for the ceo you're a ceo yourself right you used to have an executive assistant i'm sure i'm pretty sure you probably do not have an executive assistant right now that job just disappeared you're doing that work yeah basically simple things in the past even at various levels in the organization you were using typewriter yes or you had stenographer you dictate somebody else will do it nowadays see today that stuff is gone you don't dictate the the stenography probably is a forgotten art not needed now you do yeah. it yourself and you're much the, the the speed of getting it done and at what time is in your hand yes you yourself can communicate see that one communication piece which used to be a big event mm. and simple thing like correcting a typewritten letter was an event yeah. so that's how the life has changed the the way people work has changed and efficiency at work has come up so uh, uh, this is a great discussion uh, garo we'll now take a quick short break and we'll continue after this break America Business Network. The bottom line in business. For the past 2 years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Now. 
This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, I have Gaurav Rastogi as my guest today and we are discussing about is your company reinventing or and you as a part of that are reinventing yourself. Are you moving to the next orbit and are you getting ready to face the onslaught of technology impacting your business, yourself and coming from anywhere uh, beyond the obvious or beyond the horizon uh, we are aware of. It can come up from any unknown quarter, any of the geographical location, there are no such boundaries now with the technology playing such a huge role. So, uh, so Gara, what do you think? How do companies prepare for this? Businesses prepare for that? And uh, above all, how do individuals prepare themselves to be part of those global businesses? Nowadays, I would say everything is global. Uh, what, what can one do? Yeah, so there has been a lot of talk um, about the future of work and how uh, how it's going to come up and how it will uh, shape up. But it's 2020 and a lot of those future of work ideas are already in place and coming soon to an industry near you. So hopefully everyone will recognize that your industry, their industry is eating itself. And that's a good thing because in order to remake yourself, you have to let go of your past and embrace this onslaught of technology, become a hyphen tech player yourself. Let that technology help you solve new problems in new interesting ways for your customers. And using that learning, you can now survive as an organization and possibly even thrive. As an individual, you have to encourage your company's experimentation. Previously, it used to be, and you know, the meme is that middle management always resists all this new technology. Well, if you are offering resistance to your companies as it trans- begins to transform, then you're coming in the way and you're likely going to lead to a collapse of your organization's change program and your company will be consumed by someone from the technology side. So as an individual in these companies, encourage this adoption of technology and this exploration of new business ideas and new business models. Why? Because one, it's fun. Two, the future of work involves a lot of relearning. Remaking yourself as an individual is going to be a very busy project over the next few years. You're going to have to retell your story in new and interesting ways. You're going to have to let go of a lot of the work that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing because technology can do it for cheaper and more efficiently. You're going to have to look at the work you are doing and figure out ways to do it in a way that uses the technology available at the moment in the optimal manner. So there's a lot of work for individuals to work on. It will be challenging. If you're looking for stability, there are not many pockets of stability left in the world. 
So embrace the change, be part of the change. And like the Ouroboros, the snake that that's eating itself, if you have a few decades of work left inside you, you have to learn to eat and reinvent yourself perpetually. And it will be a fun project. Yeah, you're so right. Because uh, it looks like the future is for the innovators. And, and as you gave example in the last session, that people have found out problems, the innovators, the new industries or the new technologies which have come into existence doing very well, they have identified the problems that the users had never identified. They never thought it was a problem. Yeah, that, that it's because you're blind. You're blind to, to your yeah. You you have become blind to your customers' problems because you know it's been stable. So why change and why ask them? Okay, what else can I do for you? And customers also many times don't know what problems you can solve for them. Right? It requires an outsider's eye to see the problems and solve them. And so encourage the this this outside in perspective on your business as well. <coughs> Correct, correct. So, 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 if we look at it, to be sustaining in future, and I would rather say for being there, there has to be a major change. It has to be an organizational change where the leader has to be uh, the flag bearer of change to the modern ways of doing business, which will be more technology driven, unlike uh, some of the other successful models which are getting eaten very quickly by the new thought process. He has to drive it. At the same time, the individual employees to remain relevant will have to reinvent themselves to be part of a society which is changing very, very fast. Right? Which, yeah. is, which is absorbing technology at a very fast pace and the onslaught of technology is coming from all over the place in every sphere of life. It is not yeah. that it is one segment is getting impacted, it is everything, including delivering um, uh, the health uh, requirements of somebody, a medical requirement, including your food habits and the food availability to you, including uh, the other necessities of life. All of them are getting impacted by technology and uh, the major impact is the way it was getting done without technology versus the use of technology, the user interface is changing dramatically. Yeah, there, there's a lot of change everywhere. And, um, you know, one interesting way of thinking about this is uh, you can participate in this and make history by mm -hmm. creating new, new uh, solutions or you can resist it and become history, part of the dustbin of history of companies that were previously successful but are no longer around. Yes. So it looks like uh, the whole uh, global business scenario is heading for a change, which is already evident for almost last two decades. Now the, the, the pace is increasing and also the major impact would be, as you mentioned in the earlier segments, is what's the future of work and what is the future of that worker? Yes. Who is doing that work. So um, uh, thank you, uh, Gaurav. It has been a very interesting discussion. And uh, I, I think uh, there, there will be uh, exciting times 
for the people uh, who are willing to accelerate to the pace of change and above all it looks like the people who are willing to learn something new to move into the future and i'll let you uh, have your closing comments before we close our session yeah uh, the, the future of work is already here uh, and it's exciting and, and harrowing at the same time you can choose your story you can uh, learn to remake yourself continuously and have a lot of fun in the workplace or you can choose the other alternative mahesh it's always fun talking to you i get so many ideas so thank you i thank you for this conversation well thank you so much you've been listening to global business with mahesh joshi we hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next wednesday at 9 a.m. pacific time and 12 noon eastern time on the voice america business channel have a good week